Welcome aboard, kid. Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of the Cast, the wackest podcast on the internet. I am one of your three hosts. They call me Super Symbiote. I'm Naboo, that's who. And I'm Fluffy McGruff. And uh, today we have a pretty decent episode cooked up, I would like to say. We are going to be talking about The Last of Us HBO TV series. Oh, yeah. And you may be thinking, why are you waiting until now to talk about it? Well, that's because rumors have started sparking around that there will indeed be a Last of Us remake coming to PS5 within the next two years. And people are getting pretty damn amped up about it. Oh, that's dope. I have not heard about that. I haven't heard about that either. Yep, sounds oh. like uh, it's been in production, That's you know, that. for a, a good minute, but uh, we have no bona fide release year yet, so. Dang. Who knows? Well, that's awesome. I'll definitely get that. But, um, yeah, of course, talking about The Last of Us TV series, there's a couple announcements that I feel like need to be made for those of you who may not know or didn't care to play The Last of Us. It is a zombie uh, horror survival game, but it's not your typical zombies. They don't run around and eat brains and drool at the mouth. They're more molded, kind of like a disease. It's pretty, pretty ugly. I will say, like, on paper, like, it is the most plausible version of zombie if, like, zombies were to happen in the real world. It's pretty good, yeah. That is probably how it would happen. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, and it turns out HBO is uh, turning that video game series into a live-action adaptation. And uh, looks like Pedro Pascal from Mandalorian is set to play Joel. We have Amazing. Bella, yep, we have Bella Ramsey from Game of Thrones. She will be playing Ellie, for those of you who probably don't know who I'm talking about. She's the little girl that was crushed by the giant. I think everybody knows what that means. <laughs> I mean, she was great in the show, and I think she's perfect for that part we will have returning casts such as tommy who will be played by gabriel luna who played ghost rider in the agents of shield tv series oh cool we will have returning characters such as riley and tess marlene and maria and apparently it was just announced that nick offerman would be joining the cast as bill and it was also announced that uh, they are looking for an actress to portray Sarah, who is Joel's daughter. So we'll have to relive that painful nightmare one more time. Oh, my God. Yeah, but Nick Offerman, that's great. That's perfect casting. I well, think with the casting, it sounds bring... like the series like, is going to follow the first game, like, almost directly. Yeah. yeah. Pro- that's, like, a little bit I've heard is, like, they're probably just sticking to, like, the first game. Yeah, for now. With potential sequels. Yeah, of course, if it's successful, they're going to have no choice uh, but to just keep it rolling in some manner. Well, I mean, I'd love to see the second game Yeah, uh, fleshed out, too. Now, I think they're going to do the, the DLC for the first game as a part of the series. I figure why not. I mean, it's a part of Ellie's story, so... They'll probably, that, with Riley returning, yeah, they'll they'll definitely at least gloss over it in a flashback true, or something. True. Yeah, you said that was a, a character that they had cast? Mm-hmm. All yeah, right. She will yeah. be returning. So a couple little more facts. Filming started in July of 2021 and is expected to end of June of next year. And, of course, Naughty Dog is behind this entire thing. And I found this actually really, really interesting. 
Uh, this is the largest production in Canadian history, and if the show keeps going, the budget could reach up to $200 million a year to fund. Wow. That's oh, they're, they're going all in. HBO going in. has full faith in this series, so... That being wow. said, I mean, it's HBO. These are the same people that funded Game of Thrones. I mean, yeah, they can fund it, but, like, uh, I that's probably got to be, like, the most funded video game adaptation oh yeah there's there's uh blockbuster films who only share like half that budget if that i can't imagine what they're going to use 200 million dollars probably a lot of cgi (laughs) if i had to guess because i mean in the last of us like even the cities and everything they're all dilapidated you know so you can't really just kind of build that <laughs> blow up atlanta just to film. well i mean right. yeah i mean they 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 kind of did it with the walking dead a lot of that was like half cgi half practical sets now you said it's uh canadian yeah i can't remember exactly where but they filmed a lot of it in vancouver so far that's so interesting because it's up in the canadian area actually took place in canada I think it's just because of the isolation and shit that Canada has. They're like, yeah, this would be perfect prime location. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, that's exciting, though. Such a good cast. Yep, so now that we know the fruits that uh, are fermenting in this, I just had a couple of questions, of course, for the hosts and... You know, even for the audience out there, we'll we'll promote our social media shit later on. But uh, the first question I had is, how do we feel about The Last of Us being adapted into a TV show? I think it's a good idea. I mean, so that's one of those games where I watched people play it. When I played it, people watched me play it. And a phrase that kind of always came up during these playthroughs is, wow, this game is kind of like a movie where you get to make the choices. So mm. I think that the story in the concept of Last of Us is already something that can translate very well over to a TV series or a movie. Um, and the casting is just fantastic as well. Like they, they have some actors that I really feel like are not going to let down their audience, especially Nick Offerman as Bill. Yeah. Who is <laughs> yeah. the most assholey-ish manniest i don't need helpiest kind of guy well yeah and we just know right off the bat it's gonna be a hilarious role (laughs) bring some comedy to a a really dark story but i have to agree with you like this story will translate perfectly onto screen because it's just beautifully written the characters are so well written uh and i'm really hoping they bring back the same music uh composer because mm. the music in that game was something else yeah even uh i think they won best sound design in 2020 yeah i could definitely imagine with naughty dog like holding on to this this series and neil Druckmann like demanding he be a part of the production and stuff it would be a safe bet to just be like well let's bring in some more game writers and producers and composers yeah. and and like honestly like with how they did last of us 2 like don't get me wrong you know for those who played the two games uh one and two 
they're great games and like everyone was like i want more you know but the way that two ended it's like can we really do a three like is three gonna be as good as one and two and i think they're making the transition to like let's actually fully flesh out the story and give you even more options or more content with everything to the form of a series like is the way to go and i think that was a very smart choice on mm. naughty dog behalf yeah i definitely see if there's a possibility for a last of us three i think in terms of characters and story i think ellie's done I mean, they wrapped up Joel, so it would make sense to just... We, we saw the misery and pain and the shit that Ellie had to deal with, and, I mean, it's up to debate whether she got over it or not. I don't think she did by the end of The Last of Us 2, but I think it's just time to let Ellie go and maybe focus on somebody else from that same world. Yeah, I can't see the story progressing any further. Yeah. What I would like to see them is kind of go into more of the uh, setup of everything. Like, um, for those who played the game, naturally, it had one of the hardest, most, like, gut-wrenching intros to a video game ever. For both. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it was one yeah. of the first games I played yeah. on PlayStation. Naturally, though, we're talking about the first one because that's with the cast, it seems like that's what it's going to relate to most is the first game. Um and I would like to see a little bit more of that time in between when Joel is with Tess and, you know, they're... Uh, yeah, like, and I'm sure we will get... How they got set up and how the government actually fell and mm -hmm. all that. I could see us getting a lot of that and a lot of the life that they had lived together. Right. Uh, before he was... Like what Ellie went before, through. Yeah, before he was given the task of transporting Ellie. All right, so something else uh, I felt like needed to be brought up and asked, do we think Pedro Pascal will do a good Joel? So, oh, yeah. Pedro 100%, Pascal 100%. is an amazing actor. <laughs> I hope so. I, I mean, I have faith that he can do it. Joel is one of my favorite characters. Oh, Joel. Well, that's the Joel is one of everyone's favorite character because... So it's it's so, so it's many people huge. hated the second yeah. game just because Joel died. They spoiler. hated it. <laughs> yeah, spoiler it's alert. been like what, two years. <laughs> or so yeah, like I mean, if you broke. haven't played it by now, you're not going to. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah, but Joel like said, and the thing is, is I think that's really smart casting. I mean, he is coming off of the huge success of the Mandalorian right now. I think people are going to back him 100%. Yeah, also the Viper Prince. Don't ever forget that. Yeah, Game of Thrones. And he's the Viper Prince. My first uh, introduction to Pedro Pascal. I was like, well, that dude is a badass. I, I actually think the Viper Prince is probably a better representation of how he could do a good job as Joel. Because mm -hmm. Joel is kind of a jokey guy originally at least you know um he definitely hides his true emotions with uh sadicism and sarcasm sarcasm mm -hmm. yeah what i am interested to see is the connection that he has um with uh who's playing ellie 
Who's playing Ellie again? Uh, Bella Ramsey. From With Bella Game Ramsey. Universe. I'm interested to see their chemistry uh, yeah. together in the roles. and I can agree with that. And also, How they play it, because that's not an easy task. Yeah. I kind of want to learn more about Tess, you know? Like, now correct me if I'm wrong. Tess is Joel's partner in the beginning of the first game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So they never really explain that. You go through like the horrible death scene with Joel and his daughter, and then you just flash forward like 10 years, and there's this test girl here. And, you know, for those who played the game, she doesn't last very long, but there was a lot there between those two. Like, there well, was correct like. Correct me if I'm wrong, they did kind of leave it a little open because it was. It did come off as if they were in a relationship and had been for a while, but they also right. didn't really act like that. It almost but like they might like have had a, problems or something. A survival pact mm -hmm. that they kind of had, and like maybe there was some emotion there, but it also didn't directly tell us that. So I'm right. interested to see where they take it. And in she, the show. Was, she was a badass, you know, in the a little amount of time we got to see her. And I mean, any character that's just like, all right, you guys go ahead and I'm going to fucking die so that you guys can get out is like automatically a badass but i just want to see like more of her i want to see her character arc because we got I'm like sure we will because you got to right. remember too she's like the the second hit to the audience in the uh, games like mm -hmm. the second person that you lose and there's just a lot of moments like that that i'm uh interested to see oh yeah they do well, that was actually a pretty decent segue into the next question of uh, what all are we hoping that they show? Because obviously they can only do so much with the first game story. So now, you know, so we're hoping to get some of Tessa's backstory. But I feel like there's a couple more characters and storylines yeah, that could be explored. I would like to get more backstory on the Fireflies as well, you know? Yeah true i i could see them fleshing out the fireflies a little more than the game did um, right because we don't really know shit about them we know that they are rebels but they are also scientists uh and we know tommy joel's brother was one for a while but we never really heard about anything that he did we also know that there's a bunch of people that were in the fireflies that were no longer in the fireflies because of something that went mm -hmm. down that you never really got that yeah. much information on it's like what went down, you know? That's what I was going to say. Like, you know, why is there so many people that are actively trying to fight against them? Because, I, could... I mean, it's alluded to that, you know, they've done some messed up shit in the past. <laughs> yeah. I could see the, the show having a lot of flashbacks and them throwing in this lore that we didn't, they weren't able to put into the game. Um, kind of jumping the gun here, I would love for them to recreate the giraffe shot oh yeah. well yeah <laughs> like just that, that shot would be amazing i could uh, see it happening honestly i think the whole first season isn't even gonna touch on the actual game i think the whole first season is gonna be like joel and his daughter as the setup lore building and then by the end of the first season is going to be when joel meets ellie i i kind of think i could i mean it, it's only supposed to be like 10 i episodes. think we're going to get stories yeah. of ellie 
like what what she's going through. But I think season one's going to end with Joel meeting Ellie, and season two is going to be the first game. Because did the cast list include of the hunters, like David? Is that his name? Yeah. Um. Not that Mm -hmm. I could see. I mean that that's a good point. If they wanted to stretch out all of season one into a show, yeah, it would probably make sense to like add David in at a later time period. Um I guess guess it depends how long the episodes are too. Yeah, with Riley that means they're definitely going back in time. Um with Marlene and Maria being a part of it. I mean, I don't know. I feel like you have to kind of be in the shit because well, that's when they were brought in in the game. You got to think too, uh, like what I was saying earlier, flashbacks are probably going to play a huge part in this. Like they could start in the, sh- like it could be Joel and Ellie right off the bat, like in the middle of some shit and then just immediate flashback yeah. to stuff yeah. happening. And they could choose Even to like them, do it like, like that. Marlene, you know, I mean, she helped start the fireflies if i'm not mistaken or at least is like one of the top agents in that shit so like she was technically like present before all that happened and even from the first time you meet her uh when joel and tess are still together you know uh trying to track down their gun shipments for their trading purposes um they know her like on a first name basis you know so like they've had dealings with her in the past you know exactly it is you know so i think that with marlene and like maria and stuff and even bill like joel has stated stated he's known bill for years you know Mm -hmm. so it's it's the characters that uh aren't casted that we meet in the game like the two brothers in the city you know david he like he didn't know who david was until they crossed paths and i think that's why that this first season is just going to be basically lore building and like this is what the last of us is and then by season two we're going to get into like joel and ellie's journey and then we're going to get into that's true i guess that's kind of the way the witcher went Mm -hmm. season one was a lot of lore yeah all right, so uh, segueing into the final question I had, which I feel like was also a pretty good one. What all moments from the game do you want to see recreated in live action? The giraffe scene. Well, yeah, yeah Rhett, giraffe Rhett scene. bring out the giraffe scene. That That's, um, that's clear. That, uh, I definitely, I mean, it's horrible, but I, I want to see Sarah's death. That mm. is such <laughs> Well, I'm sure we'll have because it's it's a pivotal point in Joel's story and character arc. So, like the point um, when uh, before Sarah's death, like when they're like driving because they don't know what's going on, like right when the outbreak starts. Oh yeah, I'm sure we'll get all of that. You know, and then Joel's about to get ganked by like a zombie, and Tommy comes out of nowhere with the revolver. I want that to be recreated i need to see that little girl die (laughs) i know it's horrible but like i guess it depends how far they go you know like i i can't wait to see the recreation of like and that's what gives me hope at the end of the game in the office with the doctor yeah (laughs) yeah 
Just, I, I mean, just watch Game of Thrones. First episode, they pushed a kid out of a watchtower and he broke his spine. Oh, man. Game of Thrones would be a whole hour-long episode in itself. <laughs> yeah, I do want to... I want I want to see some emphasis on the spores, too. I really want them to put emphasis on the cordyceps and the spores. I can't wait to see how they do the clickers, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I really want to see Ooh. what the zombies look like and how they act on screen and why they so, got that way. <laughs> as I said, I don't think, based on like how I think the show is going to go, I don't think it's something we can get until season two. But one scene I really want to see recreated is the bloater in the gym. Ooh. Oh, I'm sure, though. Like, that's just easy. God, that was so nerve-wracking in, in the game. I'm hoping that, for yeah. practical effects as much as possible, so I'm hoping they do, like, full head pieces and stuff for the cordyceps infected. Well, and you know what's going to be really interesting to see is how they do the other humans. Like, when they get to, uh, what is the city? that like is it san francisco or something you spend uh, so long in and it's mostly like other humans who are hunting it, you down the whole yeah. time and you meet is it that Stanford or is it seattle it might be seattle i think it's yeah. seattle and, but and then you like you meet that guy and his little brother and that whole oh, story yeah. is sad I, you know. the, the whole turning Again, story i don't think yeah. that's gonna happen until season two but i would love to see the two brothers be brought in and specifically the scene and the dialogue between Joel and the older brother when he punches him like two times. And he's like, man, you punch hard. And he's like, well, I was trying to kill you. Huh. Like, I would well, love verbatim, like, just take the that and do that again. <laughs> I feel like with each episode being an hour, that's 10 hours of content. And I feel like there has to be more than just, you know, 10 hours yeah, of lore I, and story I see them building. Getting... I see them starting off pretty far in. Like, Having I, such I think a we're huge budget, far. yeah, like they've got a budget to literally do whatever they and want. And it depends to. how they're trying to do the show. Like they might be doing it smart, and they might just pump out the whole game in this one season. Hopefully, they can do that well, and then maybe just do the second game the next season, and then that's it. Because like you don't want to yeah. run the risk of going too long, and it just losing it. Well, that also brings up uh, the question of, you know, with them being so hesitant to do another Last of Us game, this could be their excuse. This TV show could be what, you know, bridges the games together and we get maybe like seven years or however long it was of just things we haven't seen that they write or make specifically for this. And now, you know you don't need a Last of Us 3 to bridge the two games because you'll just have to watch the show. And I yeah. feel like that'll make the yeah. show really successful because fans of the game will be, you know, like compelled to just tune in and watch it to know what happened to their favorite characters. Yeah. Especially if they, like, do start to dip into, like, the second game or, like, the time in between the two. Yeah. So we can, like, learn more about like tommy and his civilization his wife or, yeah because uh, tommy's got a wife and she's not yeah. really talked about a lot throughout the games i mean she's mentioned a lot but you don't really know anything about her so that could be an awesome segue for this show to take 
Yeah, I'm just excited to see what they bring. I mean, I think they've got all the right components for a good show, so. Yep. And you said and, that's coming in June? Uh, filming will end in June of next year. They are hoping to okay. release by December of 2022. Right on. So. And see, also going back to, like, if they were to touch on that, like, gap between the first game and the second game, there's some characters that, that we, like, got attached to but we don't really know that much about, such as Dina and Jesse. Mm-hmm. We could like, learn more about them too. That would be like And the yeah. Survivor brothers too. Like we we got their yeah. rough backstory, but it would be better to just see it and visually understand what they've had to go through. And I think knowing, you know, that Naughty Dog is behind this one hundred percent, they'll definitely pad some time with background stories and Maybe even bring in characters of their own that weren't in the the games. <laughs> right. Like, hey, I mean, like, Abby's father, you know, mm-hmm. who was originally... Oh, I'm sure we'll get... ...here for the Cordyceps, you know? We literally don't know anything about him. Yeah, I, I would love you know, to get more about, about him. The first game, he was just there. You, you, there was no personality to him. Then you learn that it's, like, one of the main characters in the second game's father. But, like, he had a whole life. Yeah, you know, that panned out during the first game that we just didn't actually get to see because we were playing as Joel and Ellie. So, I I think they've got a lot, a lot to pull from and use. Yeah, definitely. Uh, segueing after that topic, uh, we're gonna move right on into the symbiotic shout out, which. For those of you who obviously don't know, because this is the first episode, um, with each episode we will rotate hosting, and we each have our own little segments that we have picked out that we feel like best match, um, you know, I guess our personality. Um, So mine will be the symbiotic shout-out, and of course, uh, with it only happening days ago, I'd just like to bring up the 2021 Game Awards. Ooh, it was uh, it was a, a spectacle, but not in the way you would imagine. It was shout out. It takes two game of the yep, year. It takes two taking game of well the deserved. year. That game was um, so far. Congratulations to everyone yep. who worked on that. Marvel pulling in best narrative with Guardians of the Galaxy. We also got uh, some insight to Deep Silver and Volition's return to the gaming world with the Saints Row reboot, which I know a lot of people are not happy about whatsoever, Mm -hmm. but I've always been a Saints Row fan, so I just got to wait and see, you know, what it's going to be like. I do want to talk about something since we're talking about the Game Awards is... Uh, WB Games uh, dropping a trailer. Yeah. Not even trailer, just like a peek at Wonder Woman. That and was remember- actually the next the next thing I was going <laughs> to bring up. WB Games oh, bringing back Wonder yeah, Woman. Yeah, and I sent that thing in the group that they're taking the mechanics from the like Shadow of Mordor game. Ago or yep. something like that. Yeah, like, do, doing research for it. Yeah, I figured out that the actual studio they had pinned to make this is the Shadow of Mordor studio, which their sequel was amazing. So yeah, I'm but I'm all for it. WB Games, like this is years ago, but it was said that they uh, had bought the rights to two DC properties, and we all knew that one of them was Batman, and they were working mm-hmm. on the Arkham games. 
Um, and there was a lot of speculation that the other one was Superman. Mm-hmm. I remember so that. Years, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, they're they're working on a Superman game like mm-hmm. under wraps. And like, I was just always kind of skeptical of it. I was like, I don't know, like Superman's hard, you know, and just the amount. But Wonder Woman, I love Wonder Woman. She is one of my favorite DC characters. Um, yeah, it was a it was a hard tie during speculation between uh, Superman and a Justice League game, and I it turns out that the Justice League game ended up being uh, Suicide Squad kill the Justice League. So now that's that really great. That is definitely very excited for that. Yeah, Rocksteady is back after the massive success of the Arkham series, and uh, we're getting Suicide Squad kill the Justice League, in which Brainiac has shown up on Earth possess the entire justice league and it is up to harley quinn captain boomerang deadshot and uh king shark to save the world from the justice league and brainiac and it looks so much i'm sure we're gonna play that and do a whole episode on it i was watching it it's gonna be a good time dead devils inferno may cry Oh, yeah, whatever that evil west or whatever was one evil of the west. craziest things. That, it looked kind of cool, man. Everything they showed looked really sick. Ton of indie games to come into. I'm super excited about. Well, that's actually yeah. a big uh, debate right now on the internet. Is it being a three hour show? People feel like they just so- showed so much unnecessary shit that could have waited for an E3 presentation well, that it just ruined the show. It, it basically was E3, right? With some trophies in between. And I mean, it's understandable. Well, yeah, I feel like they didn't even focus on the awards and it was an award show. I feel like it's understandable as well while why PlayStation and Sony weren't, you know, very open in this one because they, you know, with that state of play thing or whatever they do, they just announce like we want our own day to present things so they won't show up to a lot of E3s and stuff. So Yeah. We got no God of War four, we got no Spider Man two. We did of get course. of course Horizon Forbidden West. Oh yeah. Which I really need to finish the so first much more game. Is coming out on that. I'm so excited. I'm slacking hard on before we Horizon get too Zero far Dawn. though. I do have to call out. I have to shout out another game that they mm-hmm. previewed again: The Lord of the Rings Golem. Oh yeah, oh, I had heard about game. it. Where you play as Golem, I guess. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, to about I was actually yeah. really excited for it. I did not expect us to get like an actual cinematic trailer. But me and Justin, for like 10 minutes after that, were just dying about the filthy orcses. That's yeah. like my favorite thing Golem said. Filthy orcs. It's my oh, favorite thing he says. Filthy orcs. <laughs> Another game I want to do a shout out for, we're kind of going crazy right now, is Star Wars Eclipse. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Quantic yeah. Dream. Adventure mm-hmm. game brought to us by Quantic Dream. The same people who made Detroit become human, and Beyond Two Souls, and Heavy Rain. What I laughed about the most is, like I said, uh, at the end of that presentation, they were like, head on over to StarWarsEclipse.com to learn more. So that was immediately the first thing I did. And the first thing you see on the page is from the massive award-winning game company Quantic Dream, responsible for the success of Detroit Become Human presents to you a brand new star star wars story 
And I was like, wow, they really want you to know that this game is pulling no punches already. Right, and they brought out a whole actor to do a whole monologue before mm -hmm. that. It and was it amazing. Was, it was... Uh, That's how you build hype. It's High Republic, which I think is fantastic because it's the time before the Phantom Menace. So we'll learn about, you know, Yoda's younger days on the Jedi Council and what things were like then. And I'm imagining by the end of the game, we might get to see a young Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn, and it would just segue into Phantom Menace. But, I mean, they definitely showed, you know, all of that stuff from that movie. So they're going to try yeah. to tease something. I'm super excited for that game. Yeah, well, yeah what a massive announcement. Man. What a massive announcement. <laughs> like... What a great award yeah. show that was. Yeah. My and congratulations course, to all the winners. Uh, more congratulations to us because we got the best prize of all, all these games. Yeah. <laughs> right. I also want to mention that Telltale Games is returning. Yeah. Telltale Games. But coming back. Games. It's like they Justin's reading my show. script. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Telltale is is back, which is ridiculous. Uh, of course, it's the Expanse, which I know absolutely nothing about, just besides it being an Amazon series. We know fuck all. So it's basically going to be their equivalent to the Game of Thrones game that they had, which was, I guess, pretty solid. And uh, the last surprising announcement that I feel like with all of these uh, style games, this one was one to really shock, is the fact that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is being adapted to a multiplayer online game. So you've got The Evil Dead, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Dead by Daylight. And now apparently Dragon Ball Z The Breakers all have the well, same format. Well, and there's this new one, VHS, and there's uh, Prop Night. There's a ton coming out in these... Uh... Hold the 4v1 phone. 4v1 survivor horror games. Hold the phone. VHS. Did you say VHS? Yeah, y'all should look into VHS. Like the um, movie series? I don't know. Uh, they no, it's it could be, but it's uh, it goes off of like old VHS horror movies. Um, and it's an asymmetrical game. You should uh, go on Twitch and see someone playing it. it looks really oh, fun. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think. For a second, I thought it was based off the horror films. You 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 shocked the shit out of me. For I was like, that sounds amazing. Just <laughs> crazy. But yeah, I don't I'm interested even know how to... they would adapt that into a game. And finally, to see how they do with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But uh, yeah, that's that's a really it was interesting because that's what they started with too. That was the first reveal of the night, and it's like okay, all right. <laughs> wow. I, I, yeah, we missed like the very beginning and. I was like, I don't think we missed anything important. I was like, wait, Rhett said Texas Chainsaw Massacre? What the hell? Yeah. And, uh, of course, finally on my shout-out list, uh, congratulations to the fantastic Maggie Robertson, uh, who won her award for her portrayal of Lady Dimitrescu from Resident Evil Village, which the whole internet yeah. thirst for. Big kitty vampire lady. I, I yes, honestly mommy. can't believe it yes. did not get Game of the Year. I think that's what I was bummed out about the most, was that it, it takes, takes two, two beat one. Resident Evil 8. Ah, uh, see, I'm all for it. They were both great games, but um, 
I think it takes two really. Uh, it hit a wider audience. It really brought back the couch co-op. It hit a huge audience. And I think that's the only thing that limited Resident Evil is you're only really going to have adults playing Resident Evil 8, you know? Whereas it takes two could include the whole family. And not only that, it is a game that is strongly encouraged to be played with, you know, a partner. I will say after uh, the game awards, though, I really, really want to get into the game Cuphead. And people are going Cuphead to murder really me for that statement it's because so of the difficulty hard. of the game. It is. It's really hard. Uh, I, I tried playing a little while ago. I got like halfway through. Um, but yeah, the DLC looks really cool. So DLC I might have to jump Island. back in. <laughs> I don't know. I have it on my Switch and I got past like the first two levels. And that's about it. <laughs> I can't get any further. De- you, you, I feel like you definitely need to play with someone else. It becomes a lot easier. Like technically the game gets harder when you have two players, but it is, it's a lot easier with two. How about the fact, it, it is no secret to people who know me personally, but how about the fact that Bethesda had their own little commercial where they just streamed thousands of download codes the entire time? And they were gone, like, instantly. Like, I was, uh, I was watching through a Twitch stream and, like, people were immediately commenting, like, they're gone. They're all, they're all gone. <laughs> oh, no. What if they were just fake codes? No, I'm I mean, sure they were real codes, but yeah, I imagine people if they, they knew that was for? gonna be a thing, they were waiting no for it. Yeah, that was my biggest question. Like, are they giving away games or DLC or like Microsoft points? Like, what right, what are they like offering? Elder Scrolls Online coins or whatever. Like, what was it? I yeah, did. Really I assumed like it was nothing I could take advantage of. I hate Bethesda. I, I just <laughs> I really appreciated the joke when he was like, because we're running out of platforms to port Skyrim over to, and then he like looked at camera two and just shook his head no. Nah, he said, and we're currently working hard on the development of Skyrim two, and then he looked at the camera and was like, oh my God. we're not working hard at all. <laughs> all right, so. Yeah, that looks like that's going to do it for uh, this first episode of the WAC cast. So we will be opening up a Twitter account. Uh, we have a Facebook page open. You can search up the WAC cast and head on over, follow, like. I actually do want to uh, have some people comment. If you feeling froggy, tell us what you think about The Last of Us being adapted into a TV series, because uh, I imagine there are some pissed-off people out there, and <laughs> I would love to know about it. So, uh, yeah, thank you yeah, for tuning in anger. to this one. Yeah, give us all the hate and anger toward The Last of Us. We love it. So, uh, thank you for know. tuning in. Um, we nourish that shit. You know, it was follow a great us. game. It, yeah, it was a fantastic game. Don't do it. Uh, follow us on Spotify. Click that follow button so you don't miss when we upload a new episode. I have been one of your three co-hosts. I'm Super Symbiote. I'm Naboo, that's who? And I'm Fluffy McGruff. And thank you everybody for tuning in to episode one of the WACcast. We will see you next Monday. Have a good one, people, and have a great day at work. Bye. Thank you for joining the 
Wackcast. See you all next week.